Hello and welcome to Victory Chat with Jackie. Your victory stars here on Victory Chat. We talk about everything from faith and finances, books and business. Y'all, for season two, we're doing a special series. It's called Behind the Author's Pen, where we invite uh, authors of different genres on our sh- on my show. I want to say our show. Um, on the show where we get up uh, up close and personal we get all up in their business y'all and we learn a little bit about the book and today we have author different she is also a youtuber um she wrote the book what if a controversial paradigm shift Welcome to Victory Chat with Jackie McKeever. Different, how are hey, you doing? Very well, uh, thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. Hey to everybody out there watching and listening. Yes, my name is Different, spelled D-I-S-E-R-N-T. <laughs> and um, thank you guys again so much for having me. Um, just a little bit about myself. I'm an author, motivational speaker, and CEO of my own business, Third Eye Entertainment, LLC. And I'm just so excited to be here today with you, Miss Jackie, to discuss my new book, What If a Controversial Paradigm Shift, and just to talk to you all about, you know, the importance of mental health and, you know, uh, getting yourself in check. And this is how what, what getting my mental health in check led to me writing the book and starting my own business. So I'm Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I feel I like know. I should just give you, y'all, I told y'all she's a, fe- a fellow YouTuber, okay? So this is not only an author mm-hmm. interview, this is a collaboration, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, we gonna, this chat gonna be good, y'all. So if you have not subscribed, honey, to our channels, you should, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You should subscribe, subscribe. Did I say subscribe? Let me say it again. Subscribe. Subscribe. Okay. (laughs) Right. Let's let's get these questions going. The Mm -hmm. first thing is, why did you decide of all the books to write this book? Okay. Well, uh, I'm I'm, to give you the skinny, the short version of it last year, being stuck in the house during my, the pandemic, dealing with my depression, um, and needing something to do. I'm an avid traveler. So before the pandemic, I was traveling all over the world. I've been to just about 50 countries. And when that happened, I couldn't go anywhere that, you know, it still didn't mean anything. I still was dealing with depression. So, Mm -hmm. um, just uh, being stuck in the house and can't go anywhere. And I had lost weight before uh, I had lost a hundred pounds and put it right back on and then some. And so um, dealing with that. And then the day May 25th, 2020 happens the day George Floyd dies. Now I'm from Houston, Texas. I turn 31 tomorrow, but being I'm from fifth ward, he's from third ward. And so mm-hmm. we're right next to each other in the neighborhoods. And so when his death occurred, Jackie, I want, is it okay if I call you Jackie? Yeah. Okay, sorry about um, When his death occurred, um, I wanted to get involved and, and have my voice being heard. However, I felt I want my voice to be heard than just in that longer and in that moment of time. I wanted it to be heard long after I'm gone. And so 
being spiritually in tune and talking with God and asking him, what is it that I can do to have my voice being heard and, you know, my contribution to society, as well as something that's going to put me on the map because, you know, I have all these talents and gifts. I just can't let them go to waste. I got to mm-hmm. use my time too. I want to get in that bag too. And that so part. <laughs> a, long, a long time ago, I prayed to God and I said, let me be the one, even if I have to, you know, take all those hits to be the one in my family to break the generational curse and create generational wealth. And this is just coming ahead. And so, um, but to go much deeper than that, uh, Jackie, I would have to tell you, um, coming up from my childhood, I had a really good upbringing up until the time I was 11. And around that time, I ended up homeless with my family. Mm-hmm. We stayed homeless for about three years, living to pillow to post, you know, sleeping in cars, shelters, bus stops, relatives, strangers house. At one point, I even, you know, my family, we slept in the crack house, you know, mm-hmm. one time. and um, by the time I was 14, a relative uh, secretly placed me in foster care. And so nobody in my family knew where I was for the first mm. six months. And while being in CPS, another foster kid told me that if I stayed until the, I aged out since I was 18, then the state of Texas would pay for my four years to college full ride. And so right there, you know, a light bulb went out of my head and I'm thinking, shoot, let me use my street smarts to elevate my book smarts because that's the only way I saw myself getting out of my situation, you know, coming up in that chaotic environment. And so I went to Sam Houston State University. I was blessed with the opportunity to travel abroad. That's where my study brought a bug hat that was planted. I got to go to Kim Young University uh, in South Korea and got to travel to eight other different countries. I even started my own student organization titled Pay It Forward, an organization that was tailored to educating, volunteering, and mentoring the youth in foster care. And so that's where my motivational speaking book was planted. I would go to different high schools and speaking with them about the importance of education and sharing my testimony with them. Um, I graduated in 2013 with my bachelor's in international business. I also have two minors in economics and communication. A few years later, I got my entrepreneur, excuse me, my master's degree in entrepreneurship. Um, I'm also a Texas real estate agent. I'm now a CEO of my own business and an author. Um, and so God is good with that. Yes. All those accomplishments and notches under my belt doesn't mean a thing if I wasn't happy on the inside, which I wasn't. Mm. So, like I said, coming up in that environment where chaos was normal to me, when I got placed in foster care, I was actually placed in really good homes, nice school districts. You know, the foster parents I had were well educated and I just seen them, you know, how how different they were set from me and where I came from. And I just felt you know, it wasn't too, it was too good to be true. And so I got in that habit of, you know, being the captain of my own ship and deciding when it was time to sink it. And I would sabotage every relationship I had. Mm. You know, people coming my way, I would push them away. I would be very off-putting. Um, coming up, it was in being in those streets. It was very, very tough for me as a young girl on the street being approached by grown men. And so I had to toughen up and ugly myself, if you will, make myself unattractive. Um, so that they wouldn't attract, you know, the wrong attention to me. And that just followed me all throughout my adulthood to the point mm. where it was messing me up career-wise. And so back in, I think, 2015, 2016, I had an opportunity to where I could have been, you know, a millionaire, so to speak. I could have been successful. But I had, <clears throat> what happened was I had a meeting with a well-connected person, and um, I let the demons in the back of my head take over me and, mm. you know, telling me, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm too country. 
to get up or they're just taking pity on you because you know you're a foster kid mm-hmm. and so I let those voices in the back of my head you know stop me from fulfilling my destiny and I purposely showed up late to that meeting and it left a sour taste in that person's mouth and for years I had sat on that regret you know thinking about what I did and it was like that for the most part all the mistakes I made I just was stuck in a rut thinking about the past until one day I faced the ugly truth about myself that I needed to go and fix my issues whatever I went through as a child it was not my fault it was out of my control but as an adult it's on me to go fix it and so that's just what I did I said bump that you know, I know a lot of black people say they don't do therapy because we don't like telling our therapy business. is wonderful. Therapy is, is wonderful. It is. It is. Um, it is. And, and so the I thing about that. therapy, mm-hmm. pe- black people say that, but truth be told, um, if you are a Christian or you mm-hmm. drink at bars, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, people would actually do a form of therapy. The difference is you're not mm-hmm. talking to a licensed uh, mental health professional. Um, mm-hmm. or you may not be, let me say, I'm not going to say you're not, you may not, may or may not be because, mm-hmm. um, they may not be able to understand that aspect because they have not been, you know, properly trained to pick up those things if they mm-hmm. didn't take the time, but yes, therapy ma'am. is great. I'm an advocate for therapy. I myself, I call myself a, uh, advocate for mental health. Um, because I've uh, conquered and, and freed myself of, of three different types of, yeah. of depression, mm-hmm. um, of depression. And just to let y'all know, when I say I freed myself of depression, it doesn't mean that I don't, I, I'm not dealing with aftershocks. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that I don't have down days. But every day that I'm able to live in my uh, on purpose, purposefully, mm-hmm. is another trophy for me. Amen. Is another way I've won. Yes, so, yes, yeah, yes. y'all, therapy is a wonderful thing. It um, is. And if anybody out there that's feeling like, you know, first of all, if you're going through any type of mental anguish, be it, you know, depression, uh, feeling suicidal, having anxieties or going through any type of bullying, please know that it is okay to not be okay, but just don't sit there and not be okay. Go get help. Go talk to somebody, be it a family member, a friend, a therapist, or even if you have to mean go picking up a hobby, go do that. Go cut those people off who mean you know well. Go go mend those broken bridges that you know that you should mend. And that's the steps that you need to take to free yourself from those mental bondage. Once I did that, and, and got serious with it because I wasn't serious about it at first. But once I got consistent with being in therapy, like I have been now for the past two years, that is when I noticed the change started to take place. For me, it was my therapist encouraging me to get back into one of my hobbies, which was writing. And so while doing that, I love writing little meditations and affirmation words in my journal. And so again, being stuck in the house, having nothing to do, and then the boom, the day George Floyd dies, Things, these questions started popping up in my head. So I have my little journal and here I am starting to write, you know, little questions. What if this, what if that? And I started writing in June, 2020. And by December, 2020, I finished the writing portion, but I still need to look for an illustrator. And so I reached out to my lawyer and she read it and she loved it. And she asked the one question that rocked my world. What's the name of your business? I'm like, huh, what, huh? 
uh, I kept giving her the title of my book. And so that's one thing about life, you know, when you think you know it all and it comes through and knocks you off your high horse and reminds you you don't know nothing. And so right there, I had to hit the ground running. And by March 2021, my business, Third Eye Entertainment LLC, was formed. And Third Eye Entertainment is a business that strives to bring social awareness to society through our products and services in which we educate, inspire, and entertain all at once. We talk about issues that are often you know, swept under the rug and considered taboo, such as injustice, systemic racism. We also talk about domestic violence, um, uh, mental health awareness, as well as suicide prevention and other taboo issues. Uh, I also, like I said, have a YouTube channel with my travel blog. So with all the entertainment side, I share my travel excursions. I offer motivational speaking services as well. Um, and with that being said, the first product that Third Eye Entertainment has to offer to the public is my new book, dun, 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 What If a Controversial Paradigm Shift. Uh, now, before I go any further, I must state that What If of Controversial Paradigm Shift does come with a disclaimer. It is intended for a mature audience only, so it does have sensitive content. It was written to inform and encourage thought-provoking conversations about injustice and systemic racism in America through graphic but provocative illustrations. What If provides a different perspective by detailing controversial deaths and events as categorized in four um, main paradigm shifts, which are historical, political, precedent, and hypothetical. And um, I'll, I'll give you the, the excerpt from it later on. But um, the reason why I wrote this book, like I said, when the day that George Floyd uh, died, I seen a lot of the, the internet trolls, if you will, came out to play. And um, I was just, you know, flabbergasted about how, you know, the world can watch on live stream, you know, live stream TV, if you will, for eight minutes and 46 seconds, you know, a person can can have somebody, their knee on somebody's neck and, you know, cause their, their airways to block. And then all, but, but still the excuse and the reason for them dying, oh, they were drugged up on fentanyl, oh, it was they thought they should have complied. And so it was things like that, you know, when people, you know, refuse to see, you know, the, the injustice that's right there in your face, this is what made me want to write the book in the way that I did. Basically, what if it's just a race role reversal, just asking the question, what if the shoe was on the other foot? What if this happened to you and your people? What if this was still happening to you and your people? And if the answer for that is, if it's not okay with you and it's uncomfortable, then why is it justified? Why is it excusable when it happened to Black folks? And so, um, and then when you walk through the book, you'll see the provocative illustrations of, you know, for instance, uh, white people on slave ships and shackles and chains being beaten by black slave masters. You know, that's gonna make a lot of white people mad, but the point is to get them talking about that, you know, what makes them mad about it. And so it's my theory that when we have these conversations then over time, systemic change can come. You know, I'm well aware that change doesn't happen overnight, Jackie. I'm well aware that it doesn't happen with just one person, but what if? What if this is the generation that plants the seed for the next or the next? And so for me, nothing beats a failure but a tribe. And so here is my tribe to the world. And for those out there who are saying, oh, this book, you know, it's meant to be as a tool to, you know, inspire the Black community to uprising as white folks. No, it's not. It's simply a thought-provoking, you know, question that I asked. That's a very true and necessary question that we need to have. You know, what if the shoe was on the other foot? And so um, a lot of the times, you know, you, you hear these 
from what I'm hearing now, um, I don't want to say white people in general, but you know, those, those racist people, because not all white people are racist, but the racists out there, a lot of times they say, well, how can racism still be alive when all I see all black people are starting their own businesses on there, all of them are, you know, they're getting their own home. Well, okay, this is how you can tell if racism is still alive. If you see an illustration to where you can see a black man or first, if you see a white man being lynched by a black mob, as you will in this book, and you're, you're offended by it, but then you turn around and you see a black person being lynched by a white mob, and you see it as justified, oh, it's the past, oh, get over it, oh, you know, you guys are being, so you're the ones that's keeping this alive. And that's, in my opinion, how you can tell that racism is still alive and needs to be eradicated. And so it's my hope and prayer that with this book, it encourages conversations about systemic racism, but it's not just about, you know, pissing off white people or pushing it in their faces how they treated us. If for those who are mature enough to make it to hypothetical paradigm, they will see that the book is more than just making people mad. I'm talking about compassion, unity, coming together as one. And so um, it is my hope and prayer for those out there who are listening to go and buy this book and read it and share and spread the knowledge because it's what's, what's need to be done. I think this is the right time to do so. If not now, then when? Um, and so that, that's pretty much, you know, my message, as well as I want to say this for those who say um, that this book, you know, is, 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 you know, is set to, you know, as an uprising. It's not. For me, I've learned from number 45, you go where you celebrate it and not where you tolerate it. And so with this book, I'm not worried about those who don't like it and what they have to say about it. It's always going to be somebody out there that's going to condone what you're saying and what you're doing. So you go where you celebrate it and not where you tolerate it. And so that's what I learned from number 45, you know, the previous one. Um, and so, yeah, if you have any other questions for me, I don't how want to long, keep talking. How long, did, how long did you, how long did it take for you to write the book? Um... So I started it in June. It's not, it's very short. The, re, I, the way that I set the book up is to keep it short and simple, keep the audience's attention. If the questions don't get you, the illustrations definitely will. Like I said, this is a graphic illustration. So I asked that question, you know, I don't know if you can see it all, but um, that's the slave ship with the, you know, the white slaves and then the black slave masters. And so the way that I set the book up is, if the questions don't get you, the illustrations will. I kept the questions short and sweet and to, this, to the point. And so it should keep your attention all throughout the book. And um, what else? Like I said, it does come with a disclaimer. I also have included references for each one of the paradigms, just in case, you know, you have the trolls out there that are saying, well, this didn't happen that way or that didn't happen that way. I'm not here to argue about what happened accurately. I'm just here to ask the question, what if? In the, in the form of a paradigm shift. So would and you so, say it took you less than a year, a few months? A oh, few less than a year. So only like three months. I started in June, oh, okay. the written part of it, June 2020 to December 2020. And I was finished. I, I was already filing for copyrights. In, oh, uh, awesome. Yes, ma'am. So um, it didn't take me long. Will there be any other books in the genre for you? Yes, ma'am. So this was the first one I've noticed. Usually the first book a person wants to write is about themselves. The truth is everybody has a story to tell, tell. So nobody really cares about what you got going on. 
If you really want to catch somebody's attention, the first book that you should write about is a universal issue, something that everybody else can relate to or cares about. And then once you have their attention or you build that platform, then you can share your story. So my next book will be a memoir of my life and what I've been through as a child and through as an adult. My third, story, my third book will be a self-help book for you know, the Black community in regards to mental health and financial literacy. And so they, they are in the works. Um, I also, like I said, do motivational speaking. Uh, next year, I'm gearing up to do a couple of book signing events as well as a book tour. So yeah, I got a lot going on with me. That's and cool. This is just the beginning. Yes, ma'am. Um, what b- other books or authors inspire you? I definitely love reading financial literacy books from Dave Ramsey. One of my favorite books to read is The Seven Highly Effective Habits. I'm excuse me, I get tongue twisted, but The Seven Highly Effective Habits from Successful People by Stephen Covey. Uh, I love reading Meditation and um, uh, 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 Spiritual Awakening books. That's good. So what advice would you give others writing a book for the first time? uh to keep writing and then don't stop do your research um always make sure that um you you um take what you're doing serious and have be passionate about it um and and let nothing stop you you are going to have hard days you're going to have setbacks but the main gist of it is just to keep writing and then don't stop that's good um can you give our listeners a, 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 a little sample without giving too much of the book away? Because we want them to purchase your book um, yeah, so and where they can buy it. So one of the paradigms is uh, towards the year 1619, I believe. This is one of the first paradigms that I actually just reviewed to you. Um, it asked the question, so what if in 1619, Africans started dealing in illegal slave trading, whereas they kidnapped millions of English men, women, and children and brought them on slave ships to America. And so then you will see the provocative illustrations asking or showing you the uh, question that I just asked. And so then they, you know, you would go to the next one and then so on, so on. What, uh, where can they find your book at? So my book, What If the Controversial Paradigm Shift, it will be available, it's available right now on my website, differenceworld.net, spelled D-I-F-E-R-N-T-S, w-o-r-l-d.net okay thank you so much for agreeing to come uh and let us get behind the author's pen and share uh yes. sharing this story um yes, we look forward to reading more of your books y'all make sure y'all subscribe if you have not subscribed what's wrong with yeah. you yeah. anyway so thank you for joining us for victory chat with jackie Remember, your victory starts here. Thank you, dear friends. Thank you for having me. Difference World, come and learn. Also, I want to say, uh, I always try to make sure I do this for anybody out there that's feeling suicidal. Just know it's not the way. Uh, please call the crisis hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or go to mentalhealthishelp.us. Thank you again. Difference World, come and learn. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.